0: Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to WandaHoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. And we're back. Welcome, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard, and my co host, Emory Howard. And today we're going to be hacking our last episode. So, last episode, we had on with us Hirsch Ruffin, and he talked a lot about intrinsic joy amongst immense challenges and just a beautiful story of how his family and his heritage and where he came from. And so, if you are somebody that struggles with PTSD, or just um, have maybe a hard story, a hard family history, um, experiences that you've gone through, go back and listen to that podcast because he talks about how his parents, his grandparents gave him this gift of intrinsic joy and just making fun of um, the bad things (laughs) so that they can't have the power to hold you down. It was beautiful. I love the traditions that he's passing on to his family as well through that. So today we're going to be Hacking how to give happiness and belonging to our kids. Right now, I was listening to a study and it was saying that over 50% of millennials don't feel belonging and are not able to um, make connections and friendships and uh, just have that kind of um, unity and even find partners and spouses. Because they don't feel that belonging. So that's what we're going to be diving in today about. So, Emery, do you have any thoughts before we get into
1: this? Um, this is already sounding like Cinderella. Also, what's a millennial?
0: <laughs> oh, a millennial uh, is, it's millennial.
1: Millennial.
0: <laughs> so, millennial is somebody that was born, I guess, in my age group. that's a good question we use words like millennial and um I know that there's others Uh, yeah Gen Z and things like that to describe like the era that you were born in um so good question um I guess you get to classify what category you fit in I think you would be a Gen Z yeah and I would be a millennial
1: yeah pretty sure (laughs) so I'm not sure I want to be a Gen Z because I've seen a lot of videos that are about Gen Z's having completely wrong ideas about like you save up one dollar a day (laughs) per year you get three thousand dollars that ain't nothing
0: (laughs) so that that's that's a good point though so when you see other people in certain categories and you don't agree with them and or you don't like that label it can be hard to feel like you belong right Mm -hmm. and we we kind of perpetuate this in our society right now where a lot of people are like well, you are a Gen Z because that's where you were born. Like that's the era that you were born in, and I, and maybe I'm getting that wrong. Maybe there's a next generation after Gen Z. I really don't know. I don't keep up on that. Um, but that, um, just this idea that you can't as a person, um, that identify with certain beliefs or certain overall things that people are saying, and this is. It's super sad to me just because kids right now they're trying to find their place of belonging they're trying to either with friends groups or um with religion with family with sports with hobbies with all sorts of things they're they're trying to find where they belong and this starts in the home honestly like why why are kids facing this so often and I wanted to give in this episode one small thing that you can start doing right now to start giving your kids that sense of belonging. So, in this study that I was listening to, um, it talked a little bit about just this um, way that our brains start to develop as a child. And I've definitely seen this with raising my kids and um, just working with other kids that they don't have a good, uh, those who feel this lack of belonging don't have a good sense of their own senses. They don't know how to trust their own experiences. And so here is a really small, simple thing that you can do right away to start helping your kid feel belonging. And that is start finding ways to give them their power back, start giving like thinking of ways to let their experiences actually, um, be proof of what's going on around them. And here's what I mean by that. When a kid falls down, um, we say, you're fine. You're fine. Like, you're not wrong. Like, you're not, you're not hurt.
1: Yeah. It's okay, but it isn't.
0: Yeah. Because their senses just told them with what just happened that they got hurt. And instead of saying like, yeah, that's hard or, oh, here, let me help you. Or just hugging them and not saying anything at all. We try to tell them that that wasn't pain. And I know that that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to help them be tough. We're trying to help them comfort them and let them know, like, it's okay to just walk it off. It's not a big deal. But what that does mentally to the brain, and there's been so many cool studies about this, is it teaches the kids to dissociate from what their experience is and attach to what mom and dad say the experience should be. And so that shows, like, as they get older, they start to see, like, oh, when I say I'm hungry instead of being believed an adult says no you ate 20 minutes ago you can't be hungry or when I say I want um, to do this activity or to do this thing in my life I'm questioned like are you sure like you didn't really do good at this or you're not really that kind of a person or or we just question their senses and their um, just senses of the world around them that make them question themselves like is this right and am I getting this right am I interpreting this right But if we can step back as parents and realize whatever, um, whenever they say, ow, I'm hurting or I'm hungry or um, I don't feel like being proactive right now. I I see a lot of like
1: proactive mean.
0: Yeah. So right now I see a lot of teenagers, especially parents wanting their teenagers to be more productive, more self-driven, more like proactive means that they are going after their dreams, that they're. Um, finding what they're passionate about and just going after it full force and and not not letting anything get in their way. And a lot of times when our kids are tired or they just want to play on their phone or they just want a break or they want to go to sleep or they don't want to go out and make friends, uh, we can tell them like, no, you need to. And And we start wondering why they're not listening to us But what's really happening is their brain is trying to listen to their own senses. Their brain is trying to be like, okay, right now I just spent a full day of work or at school and I'm tired emotionally, mentally. I'm just exhausted and maybe they want to take a nap, but they don't feel like that would be productive. So they get on their phone and then they just start scrolling through it. Or there's actually been some really cool studies done too of how um, certain games help you process like I remember when I was going through um just some trauma in my life and I kept having this intense urge I was a mom at this point young mom and I just kept having this intense urge to play Tetris and I kept fighting it I was like that is so annoying to me I don't want to play on my phone I don't want to do that it's just a waste of time and I was beating myself up but going through this traumatic experience, I was really wanting to play Tetris. And it was much later years later that I came across a study that actually showed and proved that um, when people are going through traumatic experiences, some of them need um, organization just and as they go through that, that kind of a, the Tetris game where you fit pieces together and games like that, it helps your own body self-soothing mechanisms kick in and perform better. So it's not necessarily the fix-all or the answer. Anytime you're going through something hard, go play Tetris. But if your brain's having a hard time organizing things and making sense of things, it's really helpful to have a physical game in front of you that helps you make sense of the immediate now and keep you grounded. So that's just a few ideas of how um, our own senses as uh, our kids senses as they are going through their day might be trying to kick in and trying to help them like explore the world around them and as parents we're like no just listen to us and that's keeping them from feeling like they belong
1: um so like you said earlier like why aren't they listening to me uh isn't most it not mostly them not listening to you because i sure they want to listen to you they just also have their own needs so they're they just want to scream their eyes out um (laughs) i um so uh it's more you not listening to them because you're like no you don't want to uh, no you're not hurt um but you're not listening to them saying they're hurt not like they're Mm. not listening to you
0: I really like that yeah because if Anytime your kid is experiencing something and you're trying to say, no, you need to do this or no, you're not hurt or no, this is what needs to happen or this is what a productive life does look like. And you're getting it wrong. We're not actually listening to what um, our child is is saying and what their senses are trying to express. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that That's why um, sometimes I have a hard time getting babysat because it's the culture I mean, it's mostly me watching other kids go through that, but it's like, but they are hurt. <laughs> yeah. They're, they are hurt. But, what makes them not hurt?
0: Yeah. So is there any other thing that you feel like we should add to this to help parents know how to help their kids feel belonging?
1: Um. Just, I guess, just let them know that they got their own feelings. They've got their own things, that they are hurt, and that's okay, and just... I comfort them through that. Um, um, share this with others too because, um, just because they know they're not hurt in your home, they don't know that in other homes because it feels crazy <laughs> when I am told I'm not hurting. I'm like, but I am. Yeah, and and
0: this is really cool too because one thing that we've seen is. Emery knows that, they're, like she said, our culture is to say, you're fine, you're fine. And when we empower our kids to know their own senses and they come after having experience with someone else that when they fell down, instead of giving them a hug or being there to listen, they um, came over and said, you're fine. Our kids now, they're able to like kind of pay attention and they kind of come to me afterwards and like, this was weird and I were able to talk about it, and they're able to learn, but they're also able to um, just feel safe. Instead of me constantly feeling like, "How do I make sure that everybody talks to my kids this way? How do I make sure that when we go to big family gatherings that everybody talks this way?" It it's not even an issue because my kids experience society, our cultures, and because home is a place where their senses is um acceptable and it's good and they can pay attention to it then when somebody says like um you're not you're not hurt or you're just fine or um you need to get off your phone like they're able to pay attention like that's that's interesting why instead of oh this is an adult I have to listen because my senses are leading me astray (laughs) kind of kind of thing that's
1: going on and
0: yeah that's that's
1: robotic like if you or to get others to talk to us this way. Like how um, um, it's just like it's being a robot. Like you can't tell everyone, okay, this is my children's role. This is how you will talk to them. And if it's their culture, it's going to be forgotten that quick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't flick very well, so it's gonna you be probably forgotten. can't hear
0: that. And, and you would lose the depth of just connection with those other people on their way of talking, huh? There's been lots of times where adults have talked to you in ways that maybe seem more gruff or more uh, critical, but because you have the grounding that you do at home, I've seen you create good friendships with them and and not take it personally.
1: Mm-hmm. still a little hard. I kind of <laughs> want to cry when that happens, but yeah, yeah. It's,
0: yeah. And it's sometimes, sometimes you do cry, but it's always done very respectfully and just um, sometimes you're able to, because you don't want to be vulnerable in front of other people. Sometimes you do hold it in and sometimes you're okay with being vulnerable. And it, that's the, that's the beautiful part about life. And that I just wish so many people, so many parents could experience with their kids is that it doesn't have to all be controlled for them to grow up wonderfully. It just needs to, their experience needs to be allowed and kind of, uh, if if you're still kind of on the fence of like yeah, but how do we really do all of that? I want you to think of adults with gaslighting. We know this, like we hear more and more about gaslighting, where you tell somebody that reality is different than what reality is, and but that's
1: what happens every day, and it just every day to that. kids. Yeah, like like you're not you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. <laughs> But you're not, and it's also causing more panic.
0: Like yeah, more panic because now they feel like they need to hold in that pain, and that pain's wrong, right? So that that is a just, form of also
1: it's like forcing it, like forcing yourself to say that over and over again, trying to get them to listen. It's like them like overwhelmed, and that you're overwhelmed. Like just <laughs> it's like it's a chain reaction.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the what gaslighting is, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's an adult or kids. Um, the more that we can help kids see their own senses again and fill them and and uh, validate the, what they're going on through in the world is hugely helpful to helping them feel belonging and helping them create good, healthy relationships with friends and future spouses. So thank you, everybody, for coming and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all, and we will see you
1: next time.